shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Francois, and I'm joined by my co-host and wife, Felicia. Thank you for joining us on our fourth episode recapping the 2023 Liberty season. And this week, we should have recapped three games, but on Wednesday, the game in New York City got postponed. Uh, what happened, Felicia? The wildfires in Canada, that's what happened. As <laughs> most, well, as everyone should know by now, um, due to the wildfires in Canada, it brought a heavy plume of smoke down into the Northeast and I think parts of the Midwest a little bit. But um, New York City, I felt like, got the brunt of it. And at one point on Wednesday, the city was basically orange. Um, when the heaviest of the smoke rolled through, it definitely smelled horrible. It smelled like burning paper or I guess an, a long going campfire, as some people put it, um, that we know just was not good. And so it definitely, no one needed to be out in that. And it definitely posed a health risk to a lot of vulnerable people out there. So yeah, it was good that they postponed that game for for everyone's sake. Yeah, definitely. It feels like New York has experienced uh, apocalyptic uh, movies in real life. <laughs> uh, and uh, this that afternoon, it was just not it was just not doable. Um, you know, like Felicia said, I think like, you know, for the safety of players and fans coming to this, uh, the stadium, uh, even though it was an indoor uh, event, uh, the smoke would have gone to the arena. And I think it was it was for the best that they postponed this game. We don't know yet when it will happen, but they will let us know in due time. And so the Liberty were able to travel on Thursday to Atlanta as the next game was on Friday. And I was really looking forward to that matchup up against an up-and-coming uh, team uh, that has a lot of young, talented players, especially Ryan Edwards and Alicia Gray. And we could see early on in the first quarter that those two players were on fire, scoring a lot of points. So I was definitely looking uh, forward to that game after the loss against the Chicago Sky and how the Liberty were going to respond. Uh, but what the Liberty, I think, are starting to do really well now is to have variety in their attacks and having points coming from all different cylinders. Uh, we had Benaja and Van der Sloot that were being aggressive. Uh, Jonko Jones taking advantage of the undersized opposition to score in the paint and Stewie's lethal three-point shots. But the MVP of the night was Sabrina Ionescu. Felicia, what can we say about this performance on Friday? You know, what a night for Sabrina. She was amazing. She was fantastic. Um, 37 points, eight made threes, which broke the Liberty record. Mm -hmm. um, she was aggressive. I really liked how she came out in this game, you know, um, being aggressive in the paint. She even made a few mid-range shots, which made me happy because we <laughs> talked about that you last did. time on you the did. podcast that... We just need, I don't want to see her just as a three-point shooter. She is phenomenal. She is lethal as a three-point shooter. But I know there's more to her game because she's just that good. Um, and so it was great to just see her be so aggressive, get the calls, get, you know, get to the line and just make those plays and also play off of her teammates. I think she did. She did phenomenal. Shooters are going to shoot. Um, we know that she was dealing with an injury prior in the previous game. So maybe Wednesday's postponement 
postponement was a blessing in disguise mm. just to give her some more rest. And she came out on Friday night and showed out. So I'm I'm happy. She was definitely ready to play. She showed it. And what, what more can you say about her? She is She's a great player. Yeah, I feel like if I was a professional athlete, um, I would be tempted to look at Twitter and, and see what people are saying. But I think like maybe it's not always a good thing to look at Twitter because if you look at the Twitter sphere, uh, which is not always uh, a positive world, there's some great things about it, but there were a lot of criticism uh, uh, in regards to Sabrina Ionescu's uh, uh, games last week. But let's not forget, she was not 100%. And so if you're not 100%, you're not going to, uh, you know, play like you used to. And let's not forget how Sabrina carried the team last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm sure deep down that she had a point to, to make uh, this week. And what was interesting was that the, the post-game conference, uh, where she was like mentioning when she, when she was asked about the, the, the records with the eight three-pointers, uh, the record for a New York Liberty player, she was saying that, you know, if, if the defense is going to be disrespectful by going under the screen, she, she's going to make them pay. And so you see how clever she is as a player, just reading the defense and just making them pay. It, she, was, she was lethal and incredible. But despite this incredible performance, it was almost ruined uh, in the third quarter. And so in the third quarter, it seemed like it was almost like a nightmarish flashback from the last game against the Chicago Sky where the New York Liberty blew up a 19-point lead in the second half. Uh, Where in the third quarter against the Atlanta Dream, uh, they started to make a comeback. Uh, What was your impression as, as we were watching the game together and started to get stressed? about potentially another comeback. What did you, what did you make uh, of it? I was definitely stressed at that point. I mean, you know, you have a 22-point lead to start the third quarter. And then basically Atlanta took over and they brought it down to seven. I mean, the Liberty only scored six points within seven minutes. And so, you know, you get nervous thinking, mm. oh boy, here we go again. Are they only going to play 20 good minutes and then the next 20 is just going to be trash but no they they locked in luckily you know they got it together they got composed and then they they were able to go on a 10-0 run to end the quarter and then be up by 17 but again I think what we see is that they're learning um they take a hit they learn from it they make the adjustments and this was the first game where I felt like they were really stringing together a 40 minute game that you're going to take the punches. It's going to, they're going to have ebbs and flows in a game. And, but I think they also learn like you can't just have a big lead and then just give it up and bring it down a single digits like that, you know? So I think this team is really, it's still learning, mm. um, but still coming together. But this is a time, like Stewie said, that they got to play with that composure, with that focus. They can't give up when they have, if they have a big cushion. You got to try to keep that cushion. Don't give it up. Don't get lax on defense. And they did that to end the third, luckily, and um, coasted basically through the fourth. Yeah. I think sometimes we we forget how talented this league is. Mm -hmm. And there's no easy game. Even if you think you're going to face, like, one of the bottom teams and it's going to be an easy game, 
No, they can come out and play. And so, uh, as you said, like Brianna Stewart mentioned, uh, the fact that they had to keep their composure. And, and they did. They did learn from, from their previous game. Uh, Atlanta got a run, uh, but they missed the opportunity. I think there were like three chances for them to mm-hmm. cut the deficit to five or four points, and they mm-hmm. didn't. And where the Liberty really step up is, is their defense. They, you know, caused a lot of turnovers for the, for the Dream. I know Marine had a couple of steals, Sabrina as well, uh, which led to fast breaks. Marine got a couple of points as well in the fast break. Uh, Kayla Ford as well had a, a nice end one. And then Sabrina, when she kind of sort of, you know, smelled blood, she just killed the Dream with incredible freeze. And so I was, I was really, really pleased with the effort in the second half. That really showed true character. I heard from another podcast that, you know, there's, there's some doubts. That people feel like this team, despite the incredible talent, lacks character like Killer Inkston. Well, they show against a talented Atlanta Dream team that, you know, they have that Killer Instinct when, when they want to. And they wanted that win. And so overall, it was it was a great win, 106 to 83 against a talented Atlanta Dream. That is gonna cause some problems to a lot of teams. So overall, I think we were we were pleased with that win. Yeah, it was a good game overall. We were definitely pleased. Yeah, you're gonna have your moments, and even with Sabrina, that last three to get to 37 points, that what can you say? I mean, at that point, with a defender in your face and still making that shot. You just knew she was locked in. Everything was pretty much going in for her, you know, and I think I do think you can see the killer instinct instinct in some people. I think Sabrina definitely has it, especially like you said, when she smells blood in the water and when she's (laughs) hot, she just keeps going. As you can see, even towards the end of the game, she was still trying to make three. She wasn't she wasn't taking her foot off foot off the gas, but you know she didn't make as many threes as she wanted to um, in the fourth quarter. But you know, I think for them, it was an overall good win for the team. Everybody contributed. I mean, I think almost everyone except maybe Willoughby got points on the board. So you know, overall great win for Liberty. All right, so let's move on to today's game against another young and talented team, uh, the Dallas Wings. And prior to that game, uh, Arike Ogumbawale and Satu Saboli, the stars of the teams, were the highest offensive uh, duo in the league. So that was definitely going to be a tough matchup. The other thing that I was really looking forward to is the duel between the two Saboli sisters, mm-hmm. uh, Satu Saboli, who's having an MVP season at the moment, yeah. and a lot of double-doubles, and her younger sister, Niara Saboli. Both of them play in Oregon. They didn't really get a chance to play together because of Niara's uh, injuries, but that was definitely another, uh, you know, fun moment uh, to look forward to. And to be fair, the first quarter uh, started really well for the Liberty. They had a 7-2 uh, you know, run with a lot of high tempo, and once again, uh, one of the key players of the Liberty was Brianna Stewart. Uh, she set the tempo offensively. Uh, I think she made her first four shots. And defensively as well. She was blocking shots. She was helping her teammates, uh, covering up on on defense. It was an amazing start for the Liberties. So things were really clicking in that first quarter. However, uh, Arike Ogumbawale, the the star of the Dallas Wings, she was on fire uh, in that first quarter. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of people uh, tend to say that the Liberty, they might struggle uh, on perimeter defense, especially against talented guards like Arike or Kelsey Plum. And a lot of people are wondering, would the Liberty be able to, you know, face those kind of guys, especially uh, when they get to face the, the aces? What, what, do you, what do you think, Felicia? Uh, you know, Arike did well. I mean, 13 points in the first quarter. You know, either it was Vandersloot or Marina Johannes on her, and she definitely picked them apart. But I think, you know, for the Liberty and whether or not they can really go up against really talented guards, I think they can. I think it's just a matter of who you put on those guards. You know, again, we said Thornton. And um, Benajelani are the ones who anchor that defense, and they should probably be the ones on the on the best players on the team, on the opposing teams. And so I think, you know, starting the game with Johannes or Sloot uh, facing uh, Agumbawale was probably not the best idea, but they learned that quickly because by the second quarter they adjusted and. She started missing shots once you put Stewie and once they started to do a double team. So, yeah, I think they're still growing. I I don't think they're going to have much of an issue. You still have Stewie in the game. So, you know, yeah, I don't don't know that that's a a fair (laughs) assessment. (laughs) I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, you know. It's still early. It's still early. You know, luckily this 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 season we have 40 games, so there's still time to, you know, face the aces and other teams. But this is a this is a top league, you know, you have all the teams, no matter where they're at um in rankings, once you get out there, they're gonna give you your best. They're gonna give you their best. And I think you know, there's still time for them to still figure things out. We're just a few games into the season. But, yeah, you don't want to just stay there. You definitely want to pick it up now. And I think they will. I think I can definitely see it's changing. At least these last two games that we've seen, they, they have definitely strung together a 40-minute game. Hmm. So I, I was really proud of that for them today. So in the, in the second quarter, they adapted and decided to double-team Arike uh, all throughout the second quarter. And you could you know, perhaps say that it paid off because she didn't score any points in the second quarter yeah, yeah. after scoring 13 points. But then as a result of that, what, what, what happened? Uh, you still have Natasha Howard and mm-hmm. Satu Sabli, you know, getting in the paint, getting some and-ones. And so, again... Um, you know, you definitely have some defensive miscues. You got to have that communication, if you're, especially if you're going to double. Like um, Sandy Brondello said, they were a bit naive on the double teams. But again, if you're going to double team somebody, that's going to leave somebody open. So you just have to be ready for that, and you have to be quick to make those adjustments. And, you know, they made them pay at first, um, but I think they started to adjust into the second half, and they got better. But, you know, it's, the Dallas Wings, they're a great team. I mean, Satu Sabali, Arika Gumbawale, that's a tough duo. Mm. And so, you know, you, you, you can't just think just because we have Stewie, Sabrina, Vandersloot, and others that, oh, yeah, we can, we can just run over them. No, like they're tough defensively. They're tough offensively. Like they showed, showed the liberty in this game. So, 
you know, it, it was a tough matchup. I'm glad we got the win. I'm glad they made the adjustments. The coach definitely made her adjustments on the fly. You could see that it happened very early in the game. So I like what they did overall in this game. Yeah, I think uh, it was definitely an interesting matchup against the Dallas Wings. And I think uh, Sandra Bondello did mention that it was going to be a tough uh, matchup, figuring out who to have on defense and, you know, figuring out the favorable matchup. Um, And the the Wings definitely, you know, made them pay those double teams. Uh, I think... We're going to have, you know, obviously it's a New York Liberty podcast, so we're focusing on the New York Liberty. But Satu Saboli, uh, if she's not in the MVP conversation and, you know, in the ballots for the All-Star game, then I really don't know what people are doing. Um, she's an amazing player. And so she she read the defense really well. Mm-hmm. Arike was being a uh, double team. She was passing at a ball. She was attacking the basket. Uh, got a lot of N1s. Natasha Howard, she probably wanted to remind everybody that, you know, <laughs> yep. she, she deserved to be on that team. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, she went to Dallas as a result of the trade for Drunkel Jones. So you kind of feel puzzled because obviously you let someone go, but then you bring an MVP. Um, but definitely uh, Natasha was is a very, very talented player. And I think she wanted to remind everybody how good she was. Uh, the other thing I noticed in the second quarter was how dominant uh, Dallas was on the board. Now, to be fair, they are the best uh, team, the best team in the league in terms of uh, you know offensive rebounds, and they definitely made us pay as well. But with the Liberty, you know the talent we have, we always able to sort of like stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marine Ioannis, um, which, you know, is still sort of trying to find a rhythm and a mm-hmm. groove physically. Let's not forget that she had an extremely long French season that just ended early June. Uh, so she's still finding a rhythm. But, you know, those flashes of greatness that she shows yeah. from time to time, uh, that was that was quite something to watch. Yeah, uh, she's a magician out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be ready for those passes. And she had some really great passes. And then she had some passes that you're like, man, if, if like, the pass she made to Benajia Laney at, at one point in the game, you're just like, it was a <laughs> bit wild. It was just that Benajia went on the move. So she definitely wasn't expecting it. But, you know, she definitely has some brilliant, brilliant passing. Um, it's just you got to be ready for her because you just never know when it's coming, <laughs> I think. Mm. And so, yeah, she's, she's going to get there. You know, she's going to get used to the team, adjust. It, you know, all of this is going to take time. She just got back to the team within the last, like, week, week and a half. So... You got to give her time with that. You know, I think the Liberty, they just keep pushing. And the, the the thing that saves them are definitely the three-point three pointers that they can make with Marine, Sabrina, Stewie. I mean, pretty much everyone can, <laughs> can shoot a three-pointer. And they're all, they can all be lethal. Obviously, Sabrina is the most lethal of them all. But, you know, they definitely have to work on you know those drives in the paint they definitely have to work defensively um because yeah the dallas the dallas wings are a tough team but it doesn't get any easier after them and so they're gonna have to clean that up in the paint you know 
especially if you're going to double team a Goomba Wale, if you're going to be at the top of the key a lot of the time, you, you got to be careful of what you have in the paint. And also rebounding. It was frustrating to see. Um, you see the ball go up and a Dallas Wings player would just come out of nowhere, <laughs> basically, and get the rebound when it would be like two or three Liberty players under the basket and they were just watching the ball and not boxing out well enough. And so, you know, I think those are just things that those miscues is just going back to the basics and I think they'll get there. I think they'll adjust and, and do better next time. Yeah. No, I think uh, just a little correction. I said that the uh, number one in the league in uh, offensive rebounds. They're actually number one in the league in second point chances, which obviously uh, involves offensive rebounds. So just a little correction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at halftime, the Liberty are down by six. Uh, nothing to wor- really worry about. Especially, I think I was telling you before the before the game that usually the Dallas Wings start, you know, the first half very strongly. Uh, Arike Agumbuwale tends to score a lot of points in the first quarter, but then at least some of the games I got to see them play uh, this season, uh, they start to struggle in the third and fourth quarter, and then the teams that they're facing tend to make a run. Arike uh, start forcing shots a little bit more, so I wasn't really panicking, and I and I knew that a little bit uh, we're gonna stay afloat and you know try to dominate in the third quarter. And what a third quarter. Uh, Sabrina uh, and Stewie both scored 13 points uh, each in that, in that quarter. What was so special about that quarter, which I think was probably one of the best quarters of the season, um, you know, with perhaps the, the first home game against the, the Connecticut Sun. What did you... What did you really like in that quarter? Yeah, I mean, I think they played their best piece of basketball in that in that third quarter, you know, moving the ball. And they, they played well together, Stewie and uh, Sabrina. And so, you know, I was really proud to see them clicking on all cylinders in that quarter. You can see when they play with pace, when they go, it they can be unstoppable. You can see... W- you know, definitely what they can be. They were that in the third quarter. It's not, you know, who or what they can be. They they were definitely showing you who they are in the third quarter. And it's just making sure they can string that together each quarter, mm. you know. And so, you know, and I think that that will definitely come. Um, but, yeah, I was definitely happy with their performances and everyone just stepping up. You know, again, they stepped up defensively, offensively. It, it was It was a great quarter. And for people that might be afraid that Sabrina Unescu turned into a catch-and-shoot uh, player, oh boy, that, that third quarter, <laughs> she was doing everything. Yeah. She scored a three-point shot, but she was very aggressive. She, I cannot remember the number of times she attacked the basket. I think uh, when, I, when we rewatched the game uh, on the ESPN, uh, they were saying that prior to that game, she only scored uh, 29% inside the arc. But in that third quarter, she was aggressive. I think she went in the line quite a few times. Yep. But it was a totally different Sabrina than what we have seen prior uh, so far in this season. And that's what you need to see. You know, she, yeah, obviously we know what she can do from the three-point line. But she has to go inside. She has to be one of those shooters that has that mid-range, getting to the basket, being aggressive. And she did that. You know, she's an all-around great player. She's not just 
a catch and shoot player, you know, and I think initially in the first few games of the season, I was wondering like, oh man, is this what she's going to become? Like, Mm -hmm. I hope not. And, you know, she definitely turned it on um, in the third quarter of this game to show you like, no, I'm I'm more than that. And so I was, I was happy with that, that part of her performance today that she was being so aggressive and she's going to know she'll, she'll know when she needs to be that for the team. And she definitely had to do that today. Um, and she, she definitely played well, but it's a team effort as well. You know, once she gets hot, once Dewey gets hot, mm. they're, they're feeding them the ball cause they know they got the hot hand. So why not keep going with it? Um, and, and all around playing with pace and just, you know, if, if you're, if you're watching and trying to guard Stewie or double team her, you still got Sabrina. If you do it to Sabrina, <laughs> you gotta have Stewie or, or Vandersloo or Maureen Johannes. It's like, pick your poison. And mm. so. You know they 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 did a great job to really uh, close this game out. Yeah, I think the the media loves to use the term super teams for the Aces and the New York Liberty, but those two teams are incredible basketball teams and very unselfish teams. Uh, the other thing, other statistics that I noted was that the New York Liberty had the highest assist percentage team in the WNBA. And I felt like in the second half, they play very unselfishly, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And also, it seems like they start to establish, you know, the roles on the on the team. Uh, now, in the past two games, we had uh, Brianna Stewart and Sabrina Ionescu that were the top scorers in the team. Uh, you had Van der Slew, who was the facilitator. Uh, mm-hmm. Drunko Jones that slowly but surely starting to find a rhythm and uh, physically getting better. Uh, we mentioned quite a few times Vinaj Delaney who, yeah. who can do pretty much everything. Uh, got the best defender, scoring points when you need to. Marin, as Brandon like to always mention, uh, is a luxury to have uh, on the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are a very unselfish team. I think people always use the the term super team as a sort of negative term. Uh, but, you know, when you look at the team, they want to play nice basketball and want to win first and foremost. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, it was cute to have this tag as super team. But, you know, as, as you know, they want to win a championship. That's why they're here. And to me, if you're going to call any team a super team, the ultimate the ultimate stamp on that team is to win a championship. If you don't win, I mean, are you really a super team? <laughs> so, you know, that that is a, a wait and see for the Liberty, especially just coming together as a brand new team this year. So, you know, I don't think they look at themselves as a super team, which is great. I think they know they got to gel. They know they their roles have are it's going to adjust throughout this year their their roles are changing from you know especially like Stewie well maybe not so much Stewie but Vandersloot and Sabrina from previous years that you know their roles are going to change a bit and everyone just has to be flexible with these changes and I think they're doing that and I think you know as the season rolls on we'll just see them get better you know they're going to take their hits they're going to learn from them they're going to adjust but I like what I saw today that they took a hit, they adjusted quickly, and they got the win. And so, you know, I they didn't just, you know, go into this like hero basketball, like mm. just give me the ball. They still kept that ball moving, which was great, you know. And so 
that's what's going to get you. They're, they're going to look for the open man. It's not going to be on one person to score and try to pull the team out of a hole. Everyone contributed. And that's what great basketball players, that's what great basketball teams are going to do, is that they're going to pass the ball, look for the open man, get the shot, defend, you know, do all the all the little things, do do all the necessary things that it takes to win. Yeah, definitely. So overall, a great performance from the New York Liberty with a one or two ninety-three uh, win against the Dallas Swings, and uh, we're very appreciative as New York Liberty fans. Uh, we come mm-hmm. a long way from uh, you know the Madison Square Garden to Worcester to being in a bubble with you know a team entirely composed of rookies, then a rebuild. And now we have a lot of superstars. Uh, it's it's a blessing, and, and as we sort of starting to notice, uh, the Barclays is getting packed pretty much every game. Yeah, uh, I'm and, loving it. Yeah, and the atmosphere was great um, on the the Pride game uh, today, Pride game celebration. Uh, a packed crowd at the Barclays and a great win against the talented Dallas Wings uh, team. So uh, before we conclude that episode, so next week, if we look at uh, the calendar, uh, we have two games uh, on Tuesday at 8 o'clock. We will face again uh, the Atlanta Dreams for uh, uh, round two of, uh, you know, this matchup. Uh, So that should be an interesting game uh, once again. And then the other big game is going to be Sunday against the Phoenix Mercury and obviously the return of BG, Brittany yeah. Griner. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. I can't wait for that. I know a lot of people are rooting. And, I mean, you're going to have a lot of BG fans there. Mm. Just, you know, yeah, it's, it, you know, obviously it's going to be full of Liberty fans, but definitely you're going to give her, show her the love that she truly deserves and being back in the league this year, you know, it, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a tough one. Um, every game counts. So, you know, I, I think they have a good shot at both games this week. Yeah, obviously, I'm sure that there's going to be a, a lot of support for Brittany Griner, regardless of the fact that she plays uh, in the opposing team. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to that excitement to have, you know, a player of that caliber. Obviously, her story is impactful and inspiring. Uh, but let's not forget that in previous season, uh, we really suffered against uh, <laughs> against her. But this time, we have players that can match up with her. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to see how Brianna Stewart and Jocelyn Jones uh, will face her. So I'm uh, really looking forward to those games. Uh, we'll let you know more about uh, those games next week. Thank you so much uh, for yeah. listening to our podcast. And as we always say, let's go Liberty! Liberty!